Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. You know what it is. It is another episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. I'm your host, Dane Martinez, the spitting statistician, Maddie Modica, back in the building with us, representing the Cloud 10 Podcast Network. Um, last week, Matt, we uh, we talked a little bit about the running back position. This week, we're going to get it going, talking about the wide receiver position, which, you know, is kind of the inverse of what we were talking about last week. But what's going on, man? How are you? Summer rolls on. Yeah, the summer wind is blowing in, and we're another day closer to football. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of crazy how... The Jets open so training Training yeah, camp. Jets. It's got to be opening. Yeah, and before you know it, you know, it'll be that Thursday night game, and then that first Sunday. So, I'm excited. You know, there's still uh, plenty of time to enjoy the summer, but it's it's coming. It is definitely coming. It is definitely coming. It is the height of draft season right now. We're sure you're in a couple of drafts, and, you know... I guess the first question with the wide receiver position here, Matt, is as we were talking about the running backs kind of um, becoming just like replacement level outside of the very top, (laughs) I think the wide receivers are kind of the opposite as we've moved to, you know, say more people drafting two top wide receivers at the top. There's elite wide receivers. And then there's a ton of guys in these passing offense league that are getting 70, 80 catches. So how do we treat the wide receiver position overall? Uh, I I think it's imperative. I really do. I want winners. I want people that want to win. For me, it's it's building on wide receivers. I think it just sets you up. All right, all right. So let's do it. We're going to do it like we did last week. We're going to look at kind of that top tier, then the middle tier, wide receiver twos, and then kind of you know, even below that, depending on where you are in your drafts, you know, then we're also going to give you a little bit of a look at the rookies that might be out there, you know, where, where the opportunity lies, you know, fantasy is definitely talent plus opportunity, but to start it off, I'm going to go first this time at, at, at the top here, Matt, you know, and, and on some level we're splitting hairs, right? Because these are, you know, elite guys that are going to get a ton of targets. And that's what I'm looking for, Matt. I'm looking for target monsters because that to me is the more consistent part when you have guys with such elite talent. But for me, give me give me Jamar Chase this year within the, within the top of the draft. And he only played 12 games last year, but still mm-hmm. was like wide receiver 11, wide receiver 12, still nine touchdowns, which was like tied for fourth in the NFL and still 134 targets, you know, like 11 a game. I think that's the most dependable, consistent targets we're going to see. The chemistry with Joe Burrow is obviously, you know, kind of well established. And Joe Burrow leads a passing offense. Joe Burrow's second most yards per game. You know Cincinnati's going to throw the ball. I just think at the top, this combo and Jamar Chase is the kind of most consistent and there's the least open questions with the offense in general of the top tier or anything new. I love Jamar Chase, and I think that, you know, you get him in the middle of the first round, and you're happy to do so in that top tier of wide receivers. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've gotten the one pick twice. I've gone Jefferson both times. Okay. Uh, I do want to get Chase shares. I mean, it's it's early now. Uh, I mean, I, as you said, Burrow. Burrow's basically... About 34, 35 touchdowns the last two seasons. Yeah. He's going to go over 40 and maybe hit 50. Mm-hmm. That's coming. And like you said, you got Chase, who's only played 12 games last year. Uh, T. Higgins, who's a monster in himself, has played 14 games the last two years. 
neither of these guys have played like at least 16 games yet. Right, so there's room. And there's, there's yeah. still, yeah. They, you know, you always got Boyd as a, you know, he's a solid option on that team, the number three receiver. And this year, if you look at the, the tight end position, we're not going to talk tight ends, but just they brought in Irv Smith. And the tight end the last two years in that team scored over 60 passes. Yeah. And Irv Smith, we've been waiting for his guys to happen for the last couple of years. And he's always getting hurt. But he's got, you know, he's an athletic freak. He's a talent. Top three passing so, offense. You, you know, it's just more and more. So, yeah, I, I mean... Chase Jefferson, and pretty much every draft I do, unless it's a tight end premium, they're sure. one two. You know, so and again, I mean I think Jefferson, because he's played these games, he hasn't been hurt. We've seen what he's done. He's just has that little tiny bit of advantage. But if Chase was one and Jefferson was two, I'm you know. Okay. I think you want exposure to both. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely exposure to both of them because who knows, the injury is the wild card. But if they're on the field, they are going to threaten 18, 19, maybe even 2,000 yards, you know, because they are both in passing offenses, both whether it be Burrow or even Cousins was like fourth in the NFL in mm -hmm. passing yards this year. That's a passing offense to be sure. So I think that's the key. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let him off the hook. One guy for me, um, Maddie, in the in the top tier or in the top ten that I'm actually a little not concerned about, but I don't think he will replicate his numbers from last year is AJ Brown for me. Um, like out of his 11 touchdowns, five of them came in two games. He had big offense, you know, in a couple of games, but there was actually seven games where he had four or fewer receptions, you know? So I think the highs are very high, but there are games where he's not returning wide receiver one value. And at this level, I want someone a little bit more consistent on that. And I guess I should say, in all fairness, Matt, I, I believe a little bit in the, uh, in like the Super Bowl hangover. And I do think that the Eagles are going to be slightly down this year. They're going to be a great team. I think AJ Brown is a great player, but you know, I do think there is some potential regression there with the, you lose both coordinators with a new run game with also the fact that it can be different people on that Philadelphia offense on any game. I'm not saying AJ Brown's not going to have a great year. I don't think he's a great player, but out of the people in that tier, when we're talking about Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill, even CD lamb, I like those guys better. And I think AJ Brown of these guys is one that I'm not going to have as many shares of going into this season. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I think what you're saying is fair because the efficiency was like off the chart. But I, I think he's safe. I mean, even, uh, Je yeah. even Jefferson had a couple of duds last year. That's going to happen, but they're going to make up for it. And, you know, can he hit that same efficiency? Probably not. But then four receivers were targeted last year on the Eagles. That is concentrated. You know, it's him. It's Devonta Smith, was Zach Pascal, right? And who's the other guy missing? But four receivers now. Got Goddard. Goddard, got Goddard missed one. some yeah. time. Yeah, but I'm talking about wide receivers. Like, sure. That was it. There was sure. no other wide receivers that saw a target, which is you know over a 17 game season. That's pretty insane. So yeah, no, I get it. To me, that tier like there's Jefferson and Chase, right? Right. And then there's Cup and Hill. Okay. Those are the, that's tier one. A, that's tier 1B, you know, because 
And if you're doing these drafts, those are going, you know, top five, top seven. These guys are pretty much in there, at least in the ones I'm doing in these NFFC sure. or FFPC ones. That's where it's those guys, those four early. are separated from the Diggs, Lamb, the Diggs, Lamb, Brown, Brown, and uh, Sungun. Sure. You know, and, and even like, you know, there's a couple others, Garrett Wilson. Right. You can add him into that mix. So, yeah, I mean, I think when you get to that Diggs, Lamb, uh, AJ Brown area, I think those guys are all safe. Like Diggs, his three-year average is over 100 catches, 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. I mean, I think AJ Brown's going to do at least that. And that's just Devontae Adams foundation. as well, right? Devontae Adams is in that tier well, as well. See, you or no? Devontae Adams, uh, like last week, uh, last week with the running backs, the guy I said, I'm not telling you not to draft him. The guy that I wasn't was Eckler, and he's you know, right. led the league in all-purpose yards the last few years. He's a beast. I love watching him play. Sure. I had, you know, is he going to hit the 20 touchdowns again? Is he going to get a 100 receptions? Now, for me, Devontae Adams is insane. He had a, a sick year last season. Yeah. Let the league touchdowns. Derek Carr is gone. You got Jimmy G coming in. Right. Okay. Jimmy G one is gonna stay healthy. He's never, you know, been able to really be on the field. This is he's true. always, you know, he's had the opportunity to learn all the time. Even last year, he opened the door to Mister Irrelevant Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. Behind him, they don't even have uh, the guy that at the end of the year. What was it? Uh, Stedman. They got Hoyer. I mean, I I just really don't want to be right. So by week seven, it could be Brian Hoyer game. trying to get the get it to Devontae Adams. It's not Devontae Adams. I sure. don't think he's falling off a cliff. I don't like the Raiders team this year. I you know the quarterback situation. There's all the other factors around him, and I can just see this going south in a hurry for the team. And then right. you're going to get a disgruntled uh, Devontae Adams. So it's not the player per se. It's when I'm looking at all these other wide receivers, I know Diggs was bitching, but they didn't bring nobody else in. And Diggs that's didn't fine. get right. those 100 catches over that. Mm -hmm. So I know that's that's stable. Maybe Diggs's floor isn't as high as, say, maybe a, a Garrett Wilson, who I think that guy's mm -hmm. ceiling is just immense. Absolutely. And if Rodgers makes him his, like, new Devontae Adams, mm -hmm. touchdowns, I mean, we saw yeah, the talent on display last year. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that first top, there's really nobody I like except, you know, the Devontae Adams. I haven't taken him this year. And, again, I'm not telling you not to draft him because right. he is a phenomenal player. But I haven't, and I really don't see myself in that position. Yeah, listen, I mean, first of all, he came there originally, you know, to play with his boy Carr. Mm -hmm. And now Carr is gone in New Orleans, you know, and Jimmy Garoppolo, just like you say, is, is frail at best. Hello? And, you know, you don't want to be in the kind of midst of your playoff run when all of a sudden, you know, there's a switch of quarterback to someone like you said, Hoyer. I'm going to make that point later on with a wide receiver down the board. It, I think it's so important, the the idea of the passing offense that they're in and like who that quarterback is and could be. So I think that's a great point there, Matt, here on the Fantasy Freestyle, where we put the fun in functional sports content. I think we just touched on for me in that next level and maybe it's cheating. I just want to make the point here. I think um, both of these uh, second year Ohio State Buckeye 
wide receivers are primed for a jump for this same reason we're just talking about, Matt, right? Like, you yeah. don't want to all of a sudden be in this quarterback situation led by Brian Hoyer. You know, later on, I don't know if I want to be in the passing game of the Indianapolis Colts led by potentially Anthony Richardson. We'll talk about that maybe a little <laughs> bit later, right? But, you know, who are the two teams that probably upgraded their quarterback position the most in this offseason? Obviously, the New York Jets going to Aaron Rodgers and what you you mentioned, Garrett Wilson. I think you're right. And especially, you know, getting the upgrade from freaking Zach Wilson, Mike F and White, and now to Aaron Rodgers, I think it's going to do <laughs> wonders. Not a lot, you know, when you also consider kind of the second year jump that many wide receivers make. And then on the other side, New Orleans also upgraded their quarterback position. We talked about this last episode. I think Olave is, you know, the absolute one there. I'm not worried about Michael Thomas, you know, kind of overtaking him. And I think that that quarterback upgrade, you know, combined with the same factors, I think both of them are guys that I would love to have as high-end wide receiver twos. But you even think that Garrett Wilson is kind of low-end wide receiver one. Uh, look, if I'm picking 12, and I, I do like picking at the back end, yeah. And, you know, like I said, Diggs, Lamb, A.J. Brown, I think they're all solid. You know, maybe it's not 1,500 yards. But, again, like the foundation you're building with those guys. Absolutely. If I'm picking 12 and I start, I'm on Ross St. Brown, who I think is a mini Cooper Cup. Okay. You know, we, we're just seeing this. You know, we've seen the receptions per game. Mm -hmm. The 90, the first season, over 100. Yeah. Uh, and I just think, you know, he's the target hog right there. I know they made the trade for Denzel Mims, but sure. that's, that's <laughs> irrelevant. Uh, but if I can start with uh, Amon Rossi Brown and Garrett Wilson on the turn, I didn't even get those other three guys I mentioned who... Right, like Lamb or whatever, right. But if I got those two, I, I got a guy who's going to just accumulate a ton of targets mm -hmm. uh, in, a, in a good uh, ascending offense in the line. And I got Garrett Wilson, who's now got... Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers had a horrible year last year, but I got to think, you know, the guy was what, back-to-back MVP, MVP prior to. So I don't think he wants to go out, the, you know, the way he did last year. Mm -hmm. So, and I just think the talent that was on display for all the reasons you mentioned, that you, just, you said all, all those revolving quarterbacks. I, I think you got such a great combo there, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I love... Whether you're starting early, middle, or late first round, I I just love the wide receivers. Yeah, I, you know, I just love the building blocks that they're giving you. Okay, and so I like the way you talk about it because you you were saying on the last episode also like mapping out the draft, right? So if you're yes. in the top, if you're in the top, you know, you could hopefully end up with with a JJ or a Jamar Chase and be really happy with it. If you're in the middle, you know, we talk about guys like Cup and Hill, and then that other, you know, of those to get, after that. If you're, you know, a, you can have Diggs or Lamb or, you know, I, I'm a little bit, let's let's say we like Diggs and Lamb better. I'm a little bit down in A.J. Brown. You're a little bit down in Devontae Adams for interesting reasons, right? But then, you know, even being, I think that's the big part. The wide receivers are almost so dominant that even if you're on the turn, you know, the sun god, Garrett Wilson, that's still mm -hmm. in team construction of it, right? Then you still can go wide out, wide out. And, and feel fine about the running back position. And we gave you options for that later down the road um, in the last episode. And one of the reasons I would be willing to, like, take a Bijan in the first round, if he's going, like, say, whatever, eight, nine, ten rings, sure. something like that. I know at worst case, I'm getting Jalen Waddle. Mm -hmm. They all the receivers run. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle has proved to be one of the best receivers in the league. Absolutely. And he, may, he probably has another step to go. Yeah. I mean, he, still ascending he, out of Alabama. He, and he, also still partnered with Tyreek Hill on the opposite side. It's like, yeah, the I mean, he proved the rookie year. He could do it all in the short yardage game, catch everything. Last year, you know, too. the yards per reception, yeah. the speed that he has. As long so, as, wait, let me ask you this though, Matt, because we were just, you were just talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, yes. right? Like this is all still predicated on Tua remaining yes. healthy, yes. right? And that's the keys with Tyreek up top and Jalen Waddle. And, and even with Cup, you've got uh, Stafford supposed yeah. to be healthy. He's playing tennis with McVay and all this. But, you know, Cup is going to be reliant on Stafford. Mm-hmm. But, you know, right now they're healthy. And, you know, even with two admission games, these guys still balled. And I, I get it. Those do have the concerns there. So there are the safer options. But again, it's football. Yeah. You know, any of these quarterbacks can take a hit and be out for a month. Absolutely. Especially after last year, the way, way they handled two of that first time versus the Bills. Well, it's I think, gonna be yes, they will, be, they will treat them with kid gloves. They were absolutely. Like, they could say last year, can you be sensitive. Up, but that was terrible. Right. Now they gotta make sure that they may overcorrect. Again. They may yes. overcorrect there. So, yeah, no, I mean, there are the quarterback is is good. You know, having a good quarterback makes life a lot easier. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, that's right. Whether it's injury or not, you know, and I and I also think about just like stable, consistent passing offenses. We know who these quarterbacks are that are going to put up, you know, uh, four thousand plus yards this year so like after that let's say we're down a little bit then the running backs go you know when we're in that kind of uh wide receiver two territory is there anybody there that gives you cause for pause is there anybody there that you don't have any shares of and don't really want any shares of relative to their options because it's always relative to kind of the other guys that are in that grouping right because well i'm gonna look at it as like i'm gonna put higgins and uh devonta smith in that first tier. Okay. They usually go at the end of the second or the very beginning of the third. Yep. You know, but but another key thing before we go on. Oh, okay. Is know your format and the fact that most leagues, you know, it's just a regular snake. Snake on the third round reversal? The third round reversal in the NFFC, like you that twelfth pick is great because you get twelve, thirteen, and then you get twenty five. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you're either getting, you know, your pick of whatever receiver got pushed out or there's a running back you really like that's there. You know, you're getting that. So picking 12 has an advantage. Or if one of the quarterbacks happened to fall out of the second round in certain leagues, certain leagues they go in the second, certain ones they go in the third, you know, all depends. But I I put uh, Higgins and Devonta Smith, I kept them in tier one. Okay. And I started like tier two with like uh, DK and the Debo types. Right. And for me, I mean, who don't I like? Is that the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within there, who are you? I mean, the guys, I'm not not taking Amari Cooper for a couple of reasons. I was out of him last year. I was totally wrong. I swung and missed on that one. And he's a good receiver. He put up, you know, a really good year. People believe. Watson's going to be back to Watson this year. An upgrade, 17 games. But I like other receivers here. And the the other thing is, whatever you want to call it, an arbitrage, a hedge. I'm comfortable where if I'm in that, you know, eighth round or the end of the seventh, I want to be aggressive. I like Elijah Moore this year. I like oh, okay. his teammate. So, and it's kind of like with Debo. 
Debo's too good and too much of a freak. I gotta have some exposure, sure. but it's not gonna be a lot. I'd okay. rather have Ayuk going in that you know middle fifth, early okay. sixth. I, I think Ayuk is just you know I I think it's his year. I think the kid is you know insane route runner. It you know took him a little longer, mm-hmm. but I mean he showed in that second half of the year he was averaging like over 15 points a game. Yep. And I I think you know when Purdy coming back. I mean, I definitely want it to be Purdy. And you think it'll be Purdy, um, not Lance or Darnold? If, if Purdy can come back, you think it's his job? Yes, I think what he did last year for them. I mean, that was the shame of the, of the uh, championship game. He got, he got hurt so early and, and the game was over. I mean, maybe the Eagles win by two touchdowns anyway, mm-hmm. but that was a non-contest. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After that injury, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that would be for, for me why, you know, like Amari Cooper... Why Debo, how much is I love watching this guy and I think he's a supreme freak. I can get his teammate maybe three but, rounds later. Okay. So I'm looking at that arbitrage and this guy's guy that I love is like a Jerry Judy. I know it's his fifth year, but you know, that offense I think is gonna be better. The Peyton experience. They huh. picked up that expensive fifth year option. Peyton keeps saying he's gonna be a big part of our offense. And you, we got a taste of end of last year of what he can be. Right. So Talk, you know, you're you're mentioning like the kind of Robin of some passing offenses, right? Not the mm-hmm. Batman, but the Robin. We were talking about Jalen Waddle. You're talking about Ayuk. You know, there's, you know, we even talked about Devonte Smith a little bit earlier on, right? Mm-hmm. And and again, to me, that is because there is volume and production in those passing offenses. You know, even when we talk about T. Higgins, you know, he is also like these are not even wide receiver ones for their own team. But well, I that's to- why, just real quick, that's why yeah. I put Higgins and Devonta Smith. I mean, Waddle's way up there for me, right? And I put them in tier one, not tier two, because I would take yeah. them all over these guys. That I just Hello, you play to win the game. This is also a testament to the fact that these top, you know, top five, seven passing offenses in the NFL, there is production there to go around. And these Mm -hmm. number two wide receivers in that kind of offense. And I think it's even, you know, a lot of times the case where, you know, later on in the draft, when you're building your bench and you're looking at the third and slot receivers for some of these better passing offenses, there's going to be routes for them to to get production. Um. Going a little bit further down here um, on the fantasy freestyle, I, I have a, a number one wide receiver that that you know we haven't talked about because the passing offense is going to be a lot worse. But I like the player. I'd love to get your thoughts. They go from you know Tom Brady down to uh, Baker Mayfield potentially, and I'd love to get your thoughts on what that does to the wide receiver room in Tampa Bay. You know, like personally. I'm still okay with Chris Godwin, you know, in maybe the wide receiver three range. You know, I still think he's going to be the guy that gets a lot of targets. I don't, Mike, he's younger than Mike Evans. I don't know about the passing offense, which is the point I keep making. What do you think is the impact on these Tampa Bay wide receivers where one, two years ago when it was Tom Brady at the helm, you know, these guys were being talked about their upside and were definitively in the wide receiver two conversation. Just to be a little ironic, how we were talking about we don't like these bad quarterbacks and stuff. So I think this is a great one. I had him listed down as as a buy. I love Godwin. Okay, I think he's a guy that earns like he earns those targets. Yeah, he's going to get them. Now, do I have concern? Yes, 
but he's going, you know, in that late fifth, mid fifth. You know, sometimes he was going a little early, but it, just in the last 10 days, you know, I got him the other night in a, in a draft that Chris Vaccaro was in. Mm-hmm. I, and I got him uh, at the end of this end of the fifth round, you know, basically, you know, five twelve, six one. Right. And to me, this is a guy I have very high on my board. There is some risk in there, but it's also in the sixth round. I'm getting him in the fifth round. So now here's the point: while you're building that foundation, even a guy like AJ Brown or even a Diggs, if you think Diggs, mm-hmm. you know, isn't doesn't have that ceiling anymore, if they have that floor and they're your one. And say in the early second, you got yourself a Garrett Wilson yep. or Jalen Waddle. Look at the floor you built there. And if you say you got your running back or your quarterback, and your wide receiver three is Godwin, a guy that's proven, even with a terrible Tom Brady last year. Yeah, it's a hundred catches, a thousand yards. Yeah, yeah. The, you know the, the, the uh, touchdowns were low, but they got a new they got a new offensive coordinator in there. Uh, I'm higher. I. I really like Godwin. I haven't taken Evans, but I just think the talent's there. And he's another year removed from that injury. True. And he's saying how explosive he feels. You know, he just, you know, wasn't himself last year. And and, and he still balled out. And Brady was just god off. Exactly. So, I mean, I could say, like, if Brady was Brady of the past, and then you go from Brady to Baker, or maybe even a Kyle Trask, we don't know, you know, I could say, wow, you know, I'm, I, I don't know, but the watching how bad Brady was, was the fact that Godwin was coming back from the injury mm-hmm. and was still able to ball. I'm all in. I have him very high in my rankings. I, I've been buying him, and I will continue to buy him at this price. Yep, absolutely. I think the price is a good point. I mean, the guy still had 142 targets in 15 games last year in that offense. So we'll see what happens there. I'm with you. And and to be quite honest, when you look at that passing game, he's also three years younger than Mike Evans, mm-hmm. you know, so starting to be entering his prime, hopefully. And uh, to be quite honest, I think game script is going to help them as well. They're going to be down in games. They're going to be throwing. And 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 I think that's even bodes well for the targets of, of Godwin. And I think you can get him as your wide receiver three. I'd be very happy with him as your wide receiver three with some two of these guys we talked about um, a little bit earlier on. One guy in that range, though, uh, mm-hmm. and you mentioned that you liked Ayuk. You know, one guy in that range that I am all types of off, and we talked about the um the quarterback situation for me is Pittman. I'm not on I'm not on Michael mm-hmm. Pittman. I have no shares of Pittman. I do not want any shares of Pittman. I do not want any shares of the Indianapolis passing offense because whether it's, you know, uh Minshew or if it's AR15, I think that's going to be a a kind of uh slow sloth for the Indianapolis passing game. This was an offense that even last year was 30th in the NFL, scoring 17 points a game, <laughs> and I think they're going to get worse. You know what I mean? I mean, he he last year was only 57 yards a game, only four touchdowns and I think they're going to get worse. That's a fugazi. How do you know it's a fugazi? You looked at it for two seconds. What? It's a fake. Yeah, I know what a fugazi is. I want no part of Michael Pittman. Maybe later on I'll take a guy like Alec Pierce based on his price and some random upside, but I do not want any of Michael Pittman as a wide receiver three, as a flex play. I'm all out on the Indianapolis Colts offense, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much out of the Colts as well. Even like Jonathan Taylor, who I love. Right. I just, I, I don't like this situation. Yeah. Kind of like the Raiders. 
Like the Raiders really the only guy at price, and he even falls past his ADP. There's like Jacoby Myers is like the one guy. They brought him in there. You know, he's not going to hurt you. He's a good depth guy. And like you say with Pierce, you can take a shot, a flyer. If he's nothing, it's not going to hurt you neither. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much, I don't have any cults. I don't see myself uh, taking any cults. And I think one guy, though, in this range we have to talk about, but he seems like the, he seems like the ultimate riser of the summer. Like, it's okay. only, he's moving on up. He was in the fourth. He's in the third. And I got a feeling come September, he's going to be at the end of the second, possibly. You know, if, if if his, you know, if everything keeps trending this way, and that's Calvin Ridley. Hmm. Calvin Ridley, the, just the buzz that's coming out of this guy was, you know, he was an ascending player. He was a True. You know, really fantastic receiver with the Falcons. And then the gambling issues. So I've been gone from that the league. season yep. was gone. He's missed the whole year. I don't have any Ridley yet. I'm probably going to take Ridley. What I've noticed is kind of the cool thing to do in drafts. Uh, everybody's posting it on Twitter out there. If you want to be one of the cool kids, is you do the Jaguars stack. Stack. The Ridley, Kirk, and then Lawrence, mm-hmm. you know, combo. That's becoming very popular. Uh, and you can, at right now at Lawrence Price, you can pull it off. Right. And maybe not every time, but it's become a thing. But Calvin Ridley is a guy who's just, like I said, we're, we're, we're going to see, uh, it's going to be interesting when you know, uh, everybody's drafting in September, when that September morning hits, I want to see where his ADP is at. Hello, you play to win the game. I mean, I think the, the boomer bus player in this uh, in this tier is Watson in Green Bay. Because okay. that sample size is so small, mm-hmm. and he's he flashed some really great metrics, and like you know he can go up and get the ball and all that. And it's really Watson and Dobbs. Do you right have now. confidence in Jordan in, in Jordan Love? Like we've been talking so much about the impact of the quarterback on you know kind of fantasy in the wide receiver spot here on the fantasy freestyle where we put the fun in functional sports content and you're talking about garrett wilson becoming a a solid wide receiver one because of gaining aaron Rodgers. what about the team and that passing offense losing aaron Rodgers? you're okay with you think jordan love's going to be a reason well here's, here's the that thing production? this i don't have any watson though i i really like the guy but i think he's a boomer bust and the way I'm playing it is, like you say, Jordan Love. I'm not sure. I don't know who Jordan Love is. But what I know from last training camp, Jordan Love threw the ball to Romeo Dobbs all the time. Hmm. And the, the OTAs earlier, Jordan uh, Love just praising Romeo Dobbs, the head coach praising Romeo Dobbs. He's coming out with these, uh, you know, he's running violently. He's making you see the maturity. So Romeo Dobbs, I, we told, I was going to save this for later, who's going to be my dark horse guy later on. But it's going to be Watson and Dobbs in that offense. They got two rookie tight ends, and they drafted a rookie receiver. Right. You know, so those oh, no. two guys are going to get the volume. Like, they should get the concentration there. So I've been, uh, haven't got Watson there. Like I said, there's some other guys here I'd, I'd rather have. Or I'm taking a running back, or you know, maybe I'm taking a Burrow, uh, Lamar. But I'm playing it where I don't know. Like it's not costing me a third or fourth round pick 
anyway. out if Jordan Love can get it done when it's costing me a ninth or tenth round pick to take Romeo Dobbs and have him as like a dark horse. And if he sure. if he if he isn't, I'm you know it's, it's, it's not, not, not going to derail my team. I want winners. I want people that want to win. On we go here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Matt and I are telling you who we like on uh, you know by the different positions and whatnot. Next week, we'll do uh, tight ends, then reverse cowgirl after that. Hello. As we go a little bit lower, though, in the draft, you know, let's say, and I guess, let me ask you the team construction question, right? Because we're talking mm-hmm. about building this base, you know, with the kind of floor, stable floor of this, these great wide receivers on the uh, wide receiver and passing heavy teams. Like, after you've done that, you know, even if you are going like hero running back, um, you are getting your tight end, you are getting your quarterback. So now we're talking about you're in the middle of your draft, right? So um, now when you're actually probably getting a wide receiver that maybe your fourth one, the way you're building a team, you know, mm-hmm. right? How is how is that the priority over, you know, um, depending on if you're in a super flex league or, or not, what may be your like third running back or flex spot? Are you still leaning towards the wide receivers, building depth even as we start to get to your bench? Uh pretty much so. I'm I'm more willing to have my RB two. Doesn't have to be a, not that I I don't want a good player. Like if DeAndre Swift's there, mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna take Swift and then go with the receivers. He's, he's that good of a talent. I know he has been able to stay healthy, but, you know. But for the most part here, I'm still going to try and hit wide receiver. Like I said, there's a couple of running backs that will sway that. Yeah. If a tight end that I really like fell, that can sway the uh, scenario. But I'd rather have, you know, that hero back kind of guy or, or the mm-hmm. one guy I consider a semi, you know, right. close to a bell cow type right. of thing. And then fill it in a little later. And as we, we talked about last time, running backs come into the league, wide receivers, it's tough. You know, right. you get maybe yeah, once you, a year. And you can pick you know, up. You, you get that guy. But I mean, I look at it after I have my base. I like those year two wide receivers. I can make a jump. Uh, yes, those are guys I'm going to be targeting. Um, so is that like a Sky Moore potentially? Uh, I'm not so much buying Sky Moore. I uh, I would go with like a Jahan Dotson okay. or George Pickens. I want to have some of them, but I mean the rookie I'm really nailing every time. And I tell myself the other day I'm probably gonna, you know, ease up on it. Is JSN? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean I just think I know the situation there is DK and it's locked. All right. So how many targets? Like he's gonna be third in the pecking order? No. Uh here's the thing. Here's the way I'm looking at it. This is like a possible elite talent that's on sure. this team now. Sure. Now I'm betting that they're going to go from the 12 formation to a, to 11, and they're going to change that. Get them on they the spent field. this high price tag of 20, 20th overall, which I thought he was going to go higher. So I thought they got a really good deal there. Uh, I'm 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 going to bet on that talent. Now this is my wide receiver four. Right. So you know I don't in some ways I don't have to start him. But I have a guy that I think is uber talented. I, I think he's going to make an impact. They're going to get him involved. Okay. Is he is he capped right now? Yeah. When you're looking at it, as of right now on paper, he's kind of capped. Mm-hmm. One injury, he's not. 
It's yeah. a violent game. Absolutely. And, you know, so I, I'm. some people won't do it. They'll say, look, this guy has no path to getting there this year. I see it differently. I see, I got three receivers. My receivers are strong. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm dealing from a point of strength where now... This, this is your bye week hits, fill in. This is your bye week no, no, flex. That, your injury this guy, guy hits middle season on or later, this guy's going to win the championships. Right, right. You know, so that's why I've, I've been in on the, uh, on JSN. On JSN. For me, on the rookie, to be honest, because I'm on the other side of this. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the player. We were just talking about Ohio mm-hmm. State wide receivers, right? And, you know, Marvin Harrison coming down the pike. Hell, Matt, I, I'll tell you, you know, you know, I just had my first son. His name is Jackson, J-A-X-O-N. <laughs> but I'm on the side that when you already have DK uh, Metcalf there, when you already have Tyler Lockett there, I wonder what kind of target share he's going to get and if there is that path that you talk about for me like you know addison for example is taking over the wide receivers two spot we think in minnesota like adam thielen last year you know was wide receiver 31 he he had like 70 catches he had you know over 100 targets so that that to me is like targets that are vacated and that path that you're talking about and then mm-hmm. like Quentin Johnson on the Chargers when you talk about one injury away I think it's uh you know he plays that Mike Williams big body role and Mike Williams can never stay healthy and that Chargers offense is one of the best passing offenses in the league under Justin Herbert you know we know that so when you talk about like injury creating a path I love Quentin Johnson at a TCU when you talk oh, about I call him I call him markets him Oh, excuse me. Correct. correct. <laughs> him, Johnson. He, I, I, I love him. He's he is guy. When I'm when I have my depth at one, at wide receiver already. Yeah, I add him at times. Okay. So I, I just think this this kid at some point can take off. If I built a good enough team through those first six rounds, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm pretty stoked to keep adding one or two more of these. You know, of these high guys. I, I mean, I think Addison's a really good. You know, player, he's got the thing. I think JSN is better than him. And I, I like, think he's better I than like him Quint- as a player too, though. But I what like about Quint- just like, you know, I mean, how how many targets are there to go around? Like, or do you think he like surpasses a guy like Lockett? Oh, I, I'm not saying he's going to surpass him. Look, funny things happen when you okay. when you perform on, on the field. Okay, you get plays. Right. You know, you if you, if you do well, they make plays for you. And the, you know you get put into the playbook and you get expanded. The role grows. So I'm just trying to show you a different way of looking at it, where I'm going to be the aggressor because I built this, I built this foundation. Say I got my hero back, or and maybe I took uh, Swift in the sixth. Sure. Um, who's my upside play as my RB two? Right. So now I want to pound out some guys that I don't think I don't want them just to be like bi week fillers. Okay. I want them to be potential league potential winners, league winners. Where I, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna just beat you, you know. My this guy's got the potential. My fourth receiver has the potential to be better than your third receiver on your right. team and stuff like right. that. And so that's the mindset that I'm going with. It's not for everybody, but that's the fact. That's if, I, if I'm building these wide receivers early, that's where I'm coming from. So and and I I think you got to look at these year two receivers. I mean. Kadarius Tony, I don't have any. I gotta put. I gotta have some exposure to him, but he's just a freak. He never stay healthy. 
He got out of got out of the Giants, which was a good thing for him. Yeah, I mean, how do you think? How do you there. think the non Kelsey? How do you think the non Kelsey Chiefs passing game is going to look? You know, I mean, when you talk about exposure, you 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 mentioned Tony. I mentioned Sky Moore. You know, like who? There's got to be somebody viable at wide receiver. Well, yeah, I mean, Kelsey. Tony and Sky Moore got to be candidates, right? Now. Right. I mean, MGS is kind of like that vertical player. He's not a guy I don't think you can rely on. Like he's like a guy that'll have a week to pop off and then you exactly. don't hear from him for, for like another four weeks. So I mean, I really that's that's the question. That's why I don't have Tony, but I got to get some Tony shares okay. just to have some exposure to that because you know he's too good of a talent. He's a freak. They can use him in several different ways, but he's mm -hmm. another guy that seems to have these soft tissue injuries like constantly. True. So I, I wouldn't want to be, I'd say, I guess the expression would be overweight on him, but I wouldn't want to be shut out on him. So and he's going to be doing the stuff that, you know, Tyreek Hill, Miko Hardman would do in that offense, right? Which provides another layer of potential production. I mean, somebody's got to do something. I mean, him, I mean, can Sky Moore take this next step? Uh, we'll see. I mean, he's going to be a guy that I'm going to be watching, you know, in this preseason. I want to see if Sky Moore is making those, making that progression. Hmm. So for him, I don't really have a solid take on Sky Moore. I was very disappointed. I thought he'd do at least something last year, uh -huh. and it really didn't happen. But you know, Mahomes did it with an, with a Juju Smith-Schuster who's got a bum knee. Exactly. <laughs> and, like someone's you know, going to have that production, right? Know, yeah, exactly. And they got the other kid that he could be cut, but he was a, a talent, but he's had the injuries. That cut Ross? Ross guy. At yeah. Clemson? Yeah. So, I mean, there's another guy. I, you know, that's why, that's what the preseason's for. Yeah, you got to watch these, these, these situations. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be doing that, you know, after we do our different kind of position breakdowns on a fantasy freestyle, we'll be into training camp, right? And so we'll be able to say, hey, it looks like this guy is emerging. It looks like this guy has a role. Oh my God, did you see what JSN did, even in that small sample size, you know, things like that. And we'll bring those mm -hmm. reactions to you. You know, you're talking about guys who are going up and down on the draft board. Um, you Another offense that I would love to get your thoughts on, we just talked about the Chiefs. I mean, Eric Bieniemy goes over now to Washington, and you said Dotson is a guy that you're intrigued <laughs> right? Like, you know, you talk about yes. John Dotson. I've always thought, you know, McLaurin was slightly underrated, you know, when, when, when you look at the wide receivers. I'd love to get your thoughts on what this Washington offense could be um, and, and some of their wide receivers' viability. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested. I kind of, you know, like this young quarterback a little. Owls? Yeah. It's just a, you know, super small sample when you have one game. I don't even get right. why they didn't play him more and games. They didn't go out like, and get anybody, you know, yeah. like they're fine. And to be quite honest, I think it's because if he defecates the mattress, they just draft high in the, they just draft high next year. Yeah. And like I said, McLaurin, I, I think there's safety in McLaurin where he's proven. I, you know, I expected bigger things. But he's productive, but he didn't take that, you know, elite step. I thought right. maybe he could a couple of years ago. Uh -huh. So, I mean, a guy like Dotson, uh, he got injured. You know, the touchdowns you can't bank on, but he seems like a guy that can get that ball. Uh, it, it's a good offense, too. I even like, you know, Curtis as a late flyer. Samuel, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
he he produces when he's on the field. But Dotson's that year two guy that I'm going to have some interest. I mean, I'm not going to have all the Dotson shares, but I want to have some of him, maybe a couple of pickings, just to see how these guys, you know, develop. And again, if they if they're your if they're not your starting wide receivers, you're at a major advantage. And if these guys do happen to hit, you know, but it, again, how you like to build, you need to know your architect. Like you're the architect of this team. How do you want to do it? If you're a running back guy, fine. Mm-hmm. You want to go running back, running back, and you you say I can get DK in the third. That's going to be my. You know, I'm going to plant my flag on him. That's going to be my foundation piece. You know, you. I, I mean, that's fine, but it sounds like you and me both think that doing it the other way, you know, both in terms of talk- Hello? Later on, because you have, and, and I agree with you, and we're almost implicitly in these first two episodes of Fantasy Freestyle, recommending the team construction approach of leading with the wide receivers, using, in essence, the hero back, getting guys that we like in that kind of uh, five, six, seven range, and then being strong with the wide receiver position, building that as your strength with your wide out three, and then even potentially a young guy that can pop so that you have, you know, the four horsemen kind of stable, as it were, at wide receiver. So even later on, are there any other flyers or any other rookies? I know we talked about JSN. I really like Addison and Johnson. Are there any other rookies that you think are in position to, uh, you know, kind of potentially return value? Again, probably in the later stages of the year, you know, when you may need them um, going into the fantasy playoffs. Well, I'm looking at like the situation in Baltimore. We, okay. we don't know what it oh. Odell Beckham's going to be. We, we just don't know. And, you know, he those first three years were exceptional. He showed with the Rams. He had he had game. And in that Super Bowl, he might have been the MVP if he didn't get hurt. If he get hurt, right. But that was a long time ago, right? That was yeah. a long time So I, I don't know what he's going to be. Uh, Bateman, he's only played a, a limited amount of games. I think he's got some game. But he's still dealing with this foot injury, it sounds yeah. like. And the word out of camp is this guy, Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers, looks the part. He's been the most impressive. Uh, I saw a blurb from uh, the OC saying we're going to take um, Lamar back to his Louisville days. Okay. Wide trips, stuff like that. That's exciting. And this time, yeah. Yeah. And a, a, a guy like Zay Flowers, who can make the catches, has the footwork. I mean, you watch this guy's tape. You know, he's not the biggest dude. You know, he's not that like alpha number one kind of guy, diva type thing. He's more of that guy that, you know, shaking bait, footwork, he'll catch everything. So he's a guy that I I think you want to have, you know, some exposure to. I, I think where he's going, it's not expensive right now. Where I'm looking in like the NFFC where I play, his ADP is 110. So, I mean, you possibly get, I'm not saying you do, but you don't, we don't know. Anybody telling you that you know, the number round. one wide receiver outside of the, the they tell you the number one wide receiving option, I'll say, in Baltimore, outside of Mark Andrews, they don't really know right now. Right. <laughs> Nobody knows. But Jay Flowers is the guy that seems to be getting some real buzz here. Uh, and he's a guy that, this is another another situation you want to watch preseason football for Mm -hmm. I mean it's not like you're going to watch it and you're going to get four quarters but you want to pick up some things who's out there you know how do they look how they're using them yeah yeah so last thing I'll get you out of here on this 
another episode of the fantasy freestyle almost in the books we'll be back with the tight end position you know coming down the road one thing we agreed on was that we we wanted no part of say um the indianapolis colts passing offense are there any other like teams out there that you think are you know that are situations you don't want we mentioned the raiders potentially as well mm-hmm. in their quarterback situation are there any other teams like that that you know I'm, kind of i could give you cause for pause and maybe um all other things being equal we're not going with i'm glad you brought that up because i almost forgot i wanted to talk about it's in arizona ah. and i don't think that uh Murray is going to be out the whole season. I probably think he's going to start on the pump, miss whatever, four, six games, whatever okay. that is he's got to miss. I mean, they're not just going to not play this guy. He's going to want to play number one. They got a new coaching staff. They got to right. build for the future. They know this isn't going to be their year, but you got to start building a culture and implementing everything. Mm-hmm. So the guy who I'm most interested on the Cardinals, which Vegas has is like the worst team. The worst team, yeah. And Favorite the number one overall draft. team. But I want Rondell Moore. Okay. He's a guy that goes late. That's gonna get the he's gonna get the target. He's a slot receiver. Yep. You know, they're gonna have to throw the ball to somebody. And they're gonna they should be down a lot of these games, right? Yep, yep. So games could and be helpful. I, I think he's you know, he's a target hog guy mm-hmm. that you can get in that 11th, 12th round. At least in the leagues I'm doing they're very wide receiver heavy. So maybe in say some other leagues you can get him a couple rounds after that. But I he's a guy that I love getting later on in Do you think he's gonna be the um the best fantasy asset in that Arizona pass game over uh over Hollywood? I mean Hollywood's a talent. I like Hollywood. Uh, but I'm spending a seventh rounder there. Um, and if Murray's going to miss, you know, half a dozen games or so, that's going to really affect him. So I'm getting the cheaper option. Uh, I mean, and he put he put up some nice, you know, in PPR. He, he had them looking here. Yeah, because he gets those slots. 18 and a half. Yeah. Got to stay healthy, too. But this is a, a late thing. I, I, I do like Hollywood when he when he has Murray. Okay. I think that's something where you're you're saying, I have three wide receivers already, and Hollywood's my fourth. And then I'm going to put Hollywood in, you know, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be Five that much person. better. You know? So right. I, I like that from, from that aspect. I have three wide receivers. Boom. I pop them as my fourth. All right, well, 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 there it is. Matty Moe and Dane Martinez giving you what you need for the wide receiver position as you approach your fantasy drafts, which are coming fast and furious, putting the fun in functional sports content. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. We're going to help you win your league and win that cash. So for my man, Matty Modica, I'm the spitting statistician, Dane Martinez. We'll be back next time. It's another episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. Peace. Hello. You play to win the game.